Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Warlord Games official podcast, the podcast that explores the excellent games and expansions that Warlord Games makes and creates for us, the gamers, to enjoy. Now, we have not talked Hail Caesar in a while, and we have had quite a few requests to dig in. And since we are about to get a brand new epic expansion for that, and I don't mean epic scale, I mean epic in size, as in it is a big book full with lots of scenarios, it's only fair that we get the author of Caesar's Gaelic Wars on Peter. Welcome to the Warlord Game Podcast. How are you, sir? Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? I am excellent. You are a man who knows a thing or two about history. You have studied history at a variety of universities, and it is not only an academic pursuit, but it's a passion of yours. So it must be nice to be able to dig into something with so much written about it to to create something that we can play on the tabletop. True. I mean, uh, well, I think Julius Caesar is one of the most written about characters of of, uh, ancient history, and uh, he's definitely the most talked about. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. and um, so so there was a lot of material uh, in the library and and, well, visual as well, and uh, of course he's he's written his own book. So uh, that that was uh, historically an easy start, basically. Just just yeah. go and read the book, and then read around the subject. And there's lots of material there. You have taken a lot of those historical anecdotes and records, and you have turned that into, as I mentioned earlier an astonishing amount of material for this book, both as background material and as scenarios and army lists that people who enjoy Hail Caesar can put on the tabletop. 44 scenarios in this book. Wow. And now some of those are more on the skirmish side and some of those go into epic battles. But can you talk about the process of turning historical records into 44 scenarios? When I was reading uh, Caesar's, uh, re- uh, it's it's basically Caesar's report to the Senate. So uh, mm-hmm. you can imagine that the Senate sends him to to govern uh, the the province of southern uh, France, and and then he starts this series of attacks uh, going further north. Uh, as as the years progress, he first deals with the Helvetii, which he considers a threat to uh, the Roman province, and then he goes on and on and on. There's Germans there, Germani, I should say, uh, and then there's the Gauls themselves, and then there are uh, the Belgians, and then he basically stops, makes a quick trip to Britain <coughs> twice. And uh, and after the Gallic Wars, he goes back, and and he describes what he's been doing in Gaul for the Senate. So and uh, basically, they love the stories about uh, battles and uh, how how things were progressing in Gaul, uh, because well, they sent the man there and they've paid for his uh, legions, so they wanted some information back. What are you doing with that? 
So, uh, and it, uh, I think Caesar liked to describe his battles. And uh, so the, the, the 44 uh, scenarios are basically uh, the moment Caesar talks about battles in Gaul. And uh, what, I, what I've tried to do is, um, well, take his narrative and turn that into a scenario. And some were quite difficult because he only says, well, there were thousands of them and we <laughs> and we defeated them all. And, uh, and sometimes he's more uh, precise, describing a little bit of the countryside, describing with, which, uh, which tribes he was fighting. And so that, that was the basic starting point. And as I said earlier, reading around the subject, you get, a, you get an idea of how ancient army marched and uh, fought. And uh, well, one of the things that keeps coming back is, is the shortage of grain, for example. And uh, so there's a lot of foraging and foraging makes for excellent skirmish games. Mm -hmm. So there you go for for that. But there were also uh, 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 large scale foraging, and that's when you have to decide: okay, is this going to be a skirmish or is this going to be a battle? And how how do I um, make this into a fun game? Because uh, the way Caesar describes it, it's not fun at all. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> the Romans win. Period. Exactly. And you have to imagine that as he was sending reports back to the people who paid for his endeavors, uh, there would be a tad of, uh, how should I say, embellishment occasionally? Uh, one yeah, would imagine. It's, it's basically, it's pure propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> so he's basically saying, uh, well, uh, don't worry about your investments. I'm doing uh, really well. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I think in 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 the eight years that that the wars uh, progress, I think he mentioned three or four times that Gaul is under control. So, which it isn't, but mm -hmm. uh, but he reports it anyway. So then he gets laurels in in Rome and a and a <coughs> how do you call it? Uh, uh, I, I lost for words. Uh, he is acknowledged for his success. Yeah, yeah, he is acknowledged. Yeah, and there, there's a term for that because they they, they give it, giving him parade and well all the laurels and the, and that. So yeah, uh, but uh, maybe a bit too soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe a tad premature. Mm -hmm. uh, well, let's talk about some of those uh, scenarios because. At the smaller end, what are some of the conflicts that players could expect to play out? The size, maybe um, an example of what well, one of the skirmishes that you could play out on the tabletop. Well, one of the skirmishes, at least I think is a skirmishes, is uh, it's called Domnorek's Demise. I have to put off my glasses. And that's uh, a cavalry skirmish. Mm -hmm. And that's basically uh, Gol Cavalry against Gaul cavalry but uh, there's there's goals in service of the romans and there's goals that uh, defy the romans so and that's four units of cavalry uh, for the romans and three for uh, three for the goals uh, it's on an open 
uh, terrain. So you, you might want to add a couple of trees, but it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, one of the tasks there is to kill the leader of the of the goals because he's been a very naughty boy and uh, <laughs> and Caesar wants him back dead or alive. It's, it's just before um, Caesar sends, uh, sets off to, to Britain. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a very important man, Mr. Dumnorix, because uh, he leads a large part of the, of the goals. And he, well, he can't have, the, have him uh, rebel against him because basically, mm -hmm. Mr. Dumnorix defied his orders from from Caesar, so he had to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And he has a, a further. Uh, he, there, there's more to it, but it's all written in the book. But uh, because this this is a conflict that simmers a bit uh, over over four years. Well, there are some epic battles in this as well. In fact, if we are talking about the the miniature that comes with this. Um, mm. There is a free special miniature that comes with the book called Defend the Eagle. Yep. And it is a Roman who, from the 10th Legion, who takes the matters into his own hand to ensure the success of the battle. Uh, that sounds epic and heroic and uh, possibly a little foolhardy at times. But <laughs> we have him in miniature form with the lion's head helm and yeah. his uh, eagle standard, and he's running out there. Can you tell us a little bit more uh, about the conflict? Because I assume <laughs> you know a lot more details. Well, the, the the thing was, Caesar was was heading to uh, to Britain. When the ships arrived, they could see the Britons, the the, the chariots and the cavalry and the light infantry. Uh, they could see them on the beach and. Um, and and I think that most of the Roman soldiers were a bit overwhelmed by that. And then there's this hero. Uh, I, I called him uh, because I had this Saving Private Ryan in my head. Uh, it's it's one of the few. It's basically one of the few contested landings in in ancient history. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there 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 isn't much. You get you get the movie Troy when uh, when they do that, but it didn't happen at Troy. But it makes for good movies, and mm -hmm. I called the <laughs> I called the scenario at first saving Pri uh, Aquila for Rianicus, but they didn't make it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So and and basically what he does is he jumps in into the water, saying, "Well, basically stuff that I have to defend. I won't let my eagle get caught." Well, for my commander and for for the for Rome and the Senate and all and all that. Uh, but it might have been just follow me uh, or something mm -hmm. like that. And he jumps in and, uh, well, that motion made other uh, legionnaires jump in as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of the battles where, where Caesar is present, but he remains on the boat. And oh. yeah, that's the, basically he's directing the battle of, uh, from the center of uh, his ship. And he also tells us that as the, as the legionnaires are struggling to uh, well to get to shore and they come on the fire of the, the missiles and everything, and but they gain a foothold on the beach and well sometimes they're uh, they're very hard pressed and Caesar sends in another group from another boat mm -hmm. to to reinforce them, and eventually 
they drive off the Britons. And I won't call it a defeat for the Britons or, or, or a victory for the Romans because the Britons had perfected basically hit and run tactics. Uh, so they, they, they will try and hold them off because that was a good opportunity. <coughs> Imagine your legionnaire weighed down by, by male armor, uh, try, trying to reach shore. Uh, well, then he, you can pick him off uh, where they stand. Mm -hmm. But seeing that it didn't work, the Britons withdrew and they came back another day. After uh, giving the, the Romans a bloody nose, they let him yep. on the beach and then ran away. Yeah. But I want to know, the guy who ran out with the eagle standard and said this glorious relic of Rome will not be captured by the enemy and made his, his fellow Romans chase after him to make sure that that actually happened, did it get captured by the Britons or did it remain in Roman hands? It remained in Roman hands because, uh, well, Caesar, that's, that's basically also... Uh, the thing in, in, in Caesar's writing, uh, he doesn't go back to that particular uh, moment. Mm. Uh, as, a, as a reader, you like to know how, to, how did this end. Yeah. But uh, it ended with a Roman victory, mm -hmm. period. There you go. There <laughs> and you go. and it, he doesn't mention the Equilifier again. He, it, he's not mentioned by name. And, and that's, that's typical because... Uh, most of the times, uh, Caesar uh, refers to his centurions by name. So uh, that's yeah, that's 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 a strange thing. So maybe maybe the eagle was lost. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Maybe it just made for a good story. Yeah, it was well. Yeah. Outside of scenarios, I mean, and there are a lot of scenarios, as we've said, that you can play through in this book, allowing you to play through the entirety of Caesar's campaign. Yeah. Um, we have new army lists that allow people to play things on the tabletop in a slightly different way for those armies. Can you go yeah. through which armies appear in this book and maybe talk a little bit about the character of each? Well, the, 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 the thing was, I, I used the description of Caesar himself because he said, um, oh, well, the, 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 the goals are fierce fighters, and but uh, there's the Helvetii tribe, which he uh, tackles in the beginning. Then there are goals, which is a catch-all term for a lot of tribes. And, and then there are the Belgians, who are the bravest of all. And uh, and then there's of course the Germans who are uh, yeah how to, how to put it uh, unstoppable mm. and uh, so I tried in the in the army list I tried to differ a bit with the special rules because there are a lot of special rules uh, obviously in in Hill Caesar. And well, the Roman list—it's—it's it's not very different from the other uh, list already in Hill Caesar. But when you have the Helvetii, you have the wild fighters uh, mm -hmm. rule. And but because they are, uh, as Caesar put it, slightly milder than the normal goals, I gave them uh, one reroll instead of the one where you you, you can choose basically mm -hmm. one, two, or three, and. Um, well, the goals have the tough fighter uh, special rule, 
-hmm. and uh, the light cavalry have the wild fighter as well um, but when you go to the belgians then i've given them two rerolls for the wild fighter mm. because they were a, a bit more efficient uh in in the 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 wild fighter is for the for the infantry as well as the cavalry <clears throat> and for the germans i gave them three rerolls to to really and, emphasize that relentless nature that they had on the battlefield yeah according to caesar for for him it he had to uh describe his enemies as uh fearless fighters who were uh very proficient but uh, not as efficient as Romans, so eventually they will uh, come to the fold. <clears throat> but he never, um, uh, well, he, he, he did a couple of tours over the Rhine to tackle the Germans, but uh, he didn't succeed there. So, uh, and he, he he's made up some story about vast forests, in Germany, where strange animals live, and uh, well, if you go in there, you could march for days, and and you won't see the end of it. Uh, basically, um, as well as as Napoleon said, uh, he didn't do anything there, <laughs> and it wasn't a success. But uh, somehow he had to describe uh, or explain to the Senate uh, why he didn't go further into Germany. Mm. He has to sound successful while simultaneously. Um... True. That's it's it's basically the same when he it goes into Britain. Uh, it's it's all about this man uh, conquering new worlds, and uh, he goes there twice. And uh, well, he writes down that uh, uh, hostages uh, are are being sent to them, but there's there's no evidence for that. And he, he actually writes that not all of the hostages were presented to him. So, uh, again, not, not very successful. And he, he didn't remain there. That, that came later with Claudius. So we have to take everything with a, a grain of salt. Now, that must make the writing of this book a little bit uh, tricky at times. Because while you do want to... You know, reflect the historical documents. Um, you also, I'm sure, want to make it uh, playable on the tabletop. I suppose he yeah, wants true. to. I suppose he wants to sound impressive to the Senate back at home, and also to talk about the glories of his big victories. And if his enemies are pushovers, that's not going to make for a very good story. Likewise, if he's losing, that won't make for a very good story for his side. So. Um, was it tricky to find that balance? Uh, it was, it was. Um, but th th there's one uh, major disaster uh, which which happened, uh, and he managed to put the blame on the centurions that uh, that were there, or or uh, not not the centurions, but but his uh, legates, and uh, and then there's uh, the, the the battle of. Uh, be Bracta, where uh, well, his, his and he was on there under his uh, he, he was on the field, but that went wrong as well. <clears throat> and he blames that to the impetuous uh, nature of the centurions. They 
they somehow uh, misunderstood his orders and uh, and, w- and went off in the distance. <clears throat> so um, when something bad happens, uh, he has he has uh, scapegoats for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's definitely not Caesar who is doing wrong things. But I've but I've made that into uh, th- those particular battles. I've lowered his leadership from ten to nine, and 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 that's uh, that's that's something worth uh, because in the in the early years his leadership is nine, and then I let it grow to ten. Mm-hmm. And then on those on those particular days, I bring it back to nine again because the guy was having a bad day. He made mistakes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have never heard of that being uh, you know taken into account in a war game before, but I I think it's brilliant because everyone does have a bad day, right? True, true, and and, and uh, good generals make mistakes as well. It's uh, I mean, yeah. When when you look at history, there there's uh, well, uh, well one one of the books I found uh, it actually was given to me by a friend was uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's comments on Julius Caesar, Hail Caesar, and mm-hmm. and that's a that's a fun read as well because uh, well he's 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 not very impressed by uh, Julius Caesar this, this Napoleon. <laughs> I suppose Napoleon is a man of no small successes himself. Uh, uh-huh. So I suppose he would have something to say. However, uh, I can only imagine how uh, how entertaining and uh, interesting that that you know. A, yeah, I took I took some quotes. The, the most fun quote there in the book. So, <laughs> well, let's let's talk about your favorite. What is your favorite? moment from this campaign or and i'm assuming it it appears in a, a scenario somewhere in there yeah i, I think the, the 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 most um what it's it's one of the first uh scenarios where uh the romans surprised the helvetii when the helvetii are trying to uh get across the river and that's interesting in itself, uh, not the way he described it, because he, he uh, described it as, uh, well, we uh, surprised them and we wiped them all out and uh, and that was that. But then you have to, so how, how do you play that? What would be the, uh, well, the, the goal for the Romans is obvious. It's annihilate the the, the health AT army mm-hmm. or part of it, the, 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 these particular tribes, but how would a Helvetii consider this, could consider this a victory? Because mm-hmm. they were they were trying to get, uh, well, their, their baggage wagons uh, across the river and uh, they were trying with the whole Helvetii people, trying to get into Gaul and try to settle there somewhere. So it wouldn't be in their interest to make it uh, a pitch battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it would be in the interest to get uh, their baggage wagon across, mm-hmm. the, across the river. So basically, when you're, uh, when you're playing the health 80 side, it's, uh, it's all about delaying 
and trying to get those wagons across the river mm -hmm. and uh, so and there you have your victory points basically your system so for the romans it's uh, the 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 objective is to to get those wagons and for the helvetii it's the objective to get those wagons out of there so the, and that uh, and that makes an interesting game and mm. uh, well when the, the the first times we played it because the scenarios have been tested uh it wasn't fun because the, the romans were too strong yeah and and that's when i learned a lot about trying to get some kind of balance in uh in these games because it has to be fun when you're playing the romans and it has to be fun um uh, play, playing the goals and for it to be fun uh you have to be able to reach your objectives it, it, yeah. it, it must be difficult but it must be possible as well because um well that that's for me makes an interesting game both sides will be able to uh to score a victory mm. and uh and yes you have different armies uh so different way of playing and uh there's there's for the for the goals they're they're mainly light troops and the core of the roman army is heavy infantry so how are you going to deal with that <laughs> exactly and yeah. yeah it's hard to create a mission where players may lose their entire force and yet still win um and as war gamers you know maybe not necessarily in the historical realm but if you're thinking more of that as a traditional war game on the tabletop you you think of match sides you know, vying on a battlefield, you know, equally. But for this yeah. to have those mission parameters and to take that moment in history, um, perhaps Julius Caesar did quote unquote win on the day, but did he really? Did did the necessary supplies, did the wagons get off? That's what we have to ask ourselves and play out on the tabletop. Exactly. And he had to face the the, the rest of the Hevati armor a, a month later or so. It was it was a victory for well, according to Julius Caesar, this was yeah. a victory, <laughs> and uh, but he had to face that army uh, a well a couple of weeks later because and that and that's one thing that's also uh, it's it's in the uh, because because of uh, the lack of grain, one thing that uh, plagues. Julius Caesar is the lack of grain in in Gaul, and you see that a lot of his movements, uh, well, you know, whatever you can make of it, uh, are basically uh, to to make sure that they that his grain supply is in order, because well, uh, horses must be fed, people must be fed, uh, etc. So. Mm -hmm. Logistics, it's logistics, uh, the, yeah, the bugbear of many, many conflicts, and uh, this was no exception. This was no exception, no, brilliant. Well, we are getting close to the end of our time today, but if you are looking forward to picking up this book, and you should be because there's a lot of great new content for Hail Caesar, Caesar's Gaelic Wars will be out later this month. Look for it soon from Warlord Games. It is huge it is filled with historical moments historical scenarios and brand new army lists that you can sink your teeth into to play out on the tabletop peter thank you so much for joining us today this has been awesome thank you for having me thank you very much for listening to the warlord games official podcast 
If you have any requests to hear other things on this cast, and we have had quite a few people asking for more Hail Caesar content, um, you can go to the Cast Dice Facebook page. Um, Cast Dice is the podcast network that this podcast appears on, C-A-S-T-D-I-C-E. If you message the page, you are guaranteed a response by me. Hi, my name is Brad. Um, just remember that I do occasionally sleep and I live in Australia, so time differences are a thing, as Peter and I just discovered in scheduling this episode. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, as we always say on this show, thank you very much for listening, and please continue to enjoy the games that Warlord puts out for you to play. Good night.